Hey homies, welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Queens podcast. I'm Lauren, and I decided to not say Lauren Page because, guys, it's not going to stick. Let's be honest, if I don't change my middle name to be hyphenated with my first name, it's probably not going to change or stick, you know? It was a good dream of mine to have people call me Lauren Page, but I just feel like it's not it's not going anywhere. You know, I'd rather be called a nickname than that might stick more than Lauren Page, honestly, you know? Um, But welcome back. I am so excited to record this episode. It's kind of like the backbone. This topic is kind of like the backbone of why I decided to rebrand last year. And it's the idea of, you know, your 20s, you should have things figured out. You should be figuring things out. You know, there's so many things coming at us of have your career, have your relationships, have your finances, like all, you know, you should have it all together and you should be adulting and should, should, should. And we're actually being thrown into adulthood. Like we had this structure in college, but now we're just being thrown into things and there's no class and no one told us how to do taxes and, you know, no no one told us how to, you know, build credit. So that's what I decided I wanted this topic, this episode to be around because there's so much mixed messaging that is thrown at us and I just wanted to come and give you a safe space. And it's kind of a different episode for me, at least the format is, because I wanted to introduce y'all to coaching and what that looks like, at least for me, and what I hope to give people in coaching coaching sessions. And um, because I know a lot of people may have preconceived notions about coaching. Um, I know I did, uh, especially when you throw on the word life coach. There's a lot of different opinions and thoughts surrounding it. But going through my licensing program last year, it completely shifted my view of coaching and what it can be. And I am not a therapist. I am not a mentor. I am someone who knows that you have the answers to the things that are going on in your life. I'm just the guide to pull those answers out of you and put it into action. And I think that's the differentiating factor for me, at least in coaching, is that it's more now focused and more present focused and future. It's more action based and getting ready and getting out of your head and getting moving forward, which I really appreciate because always the action piece is something that I struggle with. And so I think that that's why I love being coached and coaching. And so I think it's I'm kind of coaching myself this episode and giving you a little taste of what that would look like if you had a coaching session with me. So let's get into it. So as I mentioned, the basic of this po- the basis of this podcast is to make people feel seen. And if they're experiencing similar things, they're not just like floating alone. I want you to feel unity, empowerment, acceptance, and supported. And honestly, I think it's a lie that everyone has everything figured out or this set path laid out for them because let's think about the past two years. No one could have foreseen a freaking pandemic. We all had to pivot. We all had to grieve. 
We all had to shift and rework how we thought life should be or could be and is. And I think that it's overrated really to have things figured out. It's completely just lack, doesn't give life fun. It's, it's the, and it can be hard because it's like, oh, I need to know in the next five years. No, you don't need to. You need to figure out what your values are. What is what is the next right thing for you to do? And it can be fun. And I think that's the juxtaposition that I'm in of having fun in the process and making the process fun because sometimes you just want to get to that. At least I want to get to that next level or that next thing and have it confirmed and in the books. But it's just about creating that fun for yourself right where you are and appreciating where you are even if it's not where you want to be and that is a very easier said than done thing but I think that's why I mentioned values and it's a great way to base decisions on because it's close to you it's kind of what you stand on and you're grounding yourself in and make sure that your decisions are in alignment and this is a new process shout out to my coach Alexis who exposed this way of thinking for me and also I've I've heard of it in in therapy of just making your values kind of the center of where things you know come together for you in terms of decision making and how you are operating in your life and I think it's like, what do you want to give your energy to? And some of my values that I established when I did a coaching program, you may have seen some uh, Instagram stories about it and some posts about it. And it was really like, honestly, life-changing, like no cap, like so serious, life-changing for me and just set me off like more so on my healing journey and added to my healing journey and was a great way for me to become a better coach and just a better person and I'm still thinking about things that I've learned and so I'm probably going to share more about that soon Um, and I'm just so grateful. So I found this exercise. We had to, you know, figure out our values. We were given a piece of paper and had words on it, had different words on it and we kind of narrowed it down to around five values so some my five I I believe I have all five are growth trustworthiness making a difference expressiveness and freedom and I think freedom has been a big one for me I've been saying that for the past couple of months and expressiveness was one that I didn't expect But uh, making a difference is one I definitely expected and trustworthiness is a big factor in just like my life and also learning to trust myself is a big thing and something that I know I want to work on and I'm kind of working (laughs) on it because I struggle with trusting my decisions and that's kind of where my values are coming in of still navigating how to make decisions with these values and kind of opening having them be consistent and confident decisions, but also realizing that it's okay to change my mind and to not feel shame around it because I think 
that for me, it's kind of a, a juxtaposition of not feeling shame around my decisions, but also standing by my decisions and sitting and allowing myself to accept the repercussions for my decisions, bad or good, and allowing myself to not feel shame around that because I think it's okay to change your mind and course correct. And there's some certain level of privilege of being able to change your mind in certain ways, but I think everyone, in some ways, it's okay to change your mind and course correct, and it may take months or years, but I think that if it's for you and you are okay with it, that it can be a great a great thing for, for you and set you into one of my words, which is freedom. So I think that I'll take you through, so this episode I will take you through some, a process and steps on what it would be like to, for me to coach you and it's just kind of exposing you to the process of coaching and um, what that would look like, but kind of going through myself and coaching myself, which is a big part of coaching is coaching yourself and making sure that you're not just talking about coaching but you're actually doing it yourself in day-to-day and keeping yourself accountable and growing alongside your clients and just making sure that you are locking in alignment with your values and how you want to coach someone so yeah I think it's just important because I know people are skeptical of coaching and what it is so one of the ways I like to start is talking about releasing and what you need to release because there's always these these things that we think that we need to be or how we need to act or what we should do or we shouldn't do or we have to have to have all figured out and I think it's like asking myself questions of like why do I need to why do I feel like I need to have it figured out like where does this come from that I need to have it all together and I think it a lot of it comes from how we grew up. Um, I know it's how it's comes from where how I grew up and what I thought success looked like and what I thought you needed to have at this age and um, college telling me to pick a lane and sticking with it. I think that not everyone's college is like that. I think there's a lot of holistic learning, but at the end of the day, you usually, I mean, you can double major, but usually. We have just a major and a minor. I know there's some flexibility. Of course, if you didn't go to college, there's kind of this also this expectation of going down this this one path of life and choosing this one career path or this one job. But I think that's opening up more so now to have multiple sources of income. And just being honestly jealous of my brother growing up. This is another inner child work that I'm doing and just thinking that he has something that he's good at and he has things figured out and he knows his skills and he is following his dreams. And so I think that can also, you know, I think a lot of things stem from your family and um, how, like I said before, how you're raised. And it's, I like this step because it's releasing the weight it's releasing the need for should. It's releasing 
the pressure off of yourself and it's releasing this ideal version of yourself of course I always say like being who you're created to be but being who you created to be is within you it's already there it's already you already have access to that that's what I mean personally by being what you're created to be like you already are you already have it you have to just like tap into that and this ideal version of yourself it's like this out of body kind of reality at least of of what I think it is it's out of it's this far away thing from you and I think releasing the ideal version of myself of having to please and be understood by every by everyone and having people understand my decisions and having under people agree with my decisions and kind of releasing that part of what I have hold held on to and what I think I need to hold on to and seeing that like who I am right here right now is enough and like trusting that I have the things inside of me that I need to do that I need to do that I'm created to do and and have the thing I know that I have the resources inside of me to step into who I'm created to be in the future and who I'm going to be in the future and how I'm going to grow in the future and I think that I can often compare life journeys and how what people are doing my own age on social media and and thinking looking at people who are younger than me and what they're doing I think I mentioned that a lot but I think it it really does play into my internal dialogue and I've heard it play into other people's internal dialogue and thought processes of like these influencers making money but we know we don't know the flip side we don't know if they're being foreclosed on in their house like we don't know their financial background and so it can be college friends and looking at what they're doing on LinkedIn and what they're doing on Instagram and random people online and people I meet in person and just all these these people that I'm that I can compare myself to and be like well I don't have that that and that you know and just be like ruminate and get stuck in that and I feel like that's a very universal thing that a lot of us are navigating and shifting and trying to um, understand and work through and but also knowing at the end of the day that like for me some of those things don't really matter like some of those high ticket items that the world thinks that we should have may not matter to to me and really reassessing like okay having those things does that really matter to me or what really matters like and then setting your eyes back on your values and being like do I really want that though and if I do it's going to look different. It's going to be better for me because it fits into my values and it's alignment with who I am and what I want out of life. And so I think releasing these things helps set the groundwork and the foundation for other things and for this process of coaching and for this process of growth and of freedom and of healing. And so each kind of step in process I'm going to give you some answers or some answers some questions to ask yourself and 
you can write them down. I also will try to have them in the description of the episode and I might put some of them on Instagram as well. And then you can also DM me if you need um, these as well. So some of the questions that I love to ask at this moment is like, what motivates you right now? And sometimes our motivations cannot be what we want them to be. And it's like, is this motivation? It's it, The motivation cannot sometimes be steady and stable as we think it is. And so like, are those motivations enough to stand on? Like you might need something stronger to stand on. That is maybe your values. What do you want out of life? What What is your passion? What, what roots you? And what do you want to see changing in the world? And so rooting yourself in something bigger and greater than yourself. And is there anyone you're competing with? Like I mentioned, on social media, in your life, in your family, who are you competing with? And what would you do if you didn't do what you're doing now, which I think is a, a great, a great question. And what if you can't be the perfect person? So that is a challenging and convicting one. What if you can't be the perfect person? Because none of us are perfect, spoiler alert. <laughs> so those are some questions I would ask myself and you. And then who kind of this is more so of looking outward and out of yourself after you shed kind of this this layer of yourself and don't put as much pressure on yourself like how your this who moment and focusing on other people gets you out of your head and looking at other looking at others and i'm personally a very service based person and the way i look at my life is through helping others and that's a big part of my testimony my life story why I think I've gone through the things that I've gone through is to help other people and um so this is a space of a way to learn to learn things about your what you're passionate about in your career and how you want to volunteer and just different parts of your life and and it causes you to incorporate all of those things into your life in different ways and I think as I mentioned staying others focused helps your pressure you have this pressure to perform instead of like trying to do things all, all yourself you're focusing on other people and it's more of a, a grounding thing and I think I realized through going through my licensing program last year, I am passionate about post-grad women and women in their mid to late 20s. And because I think this post-grad period is not just like two years after you graduate. It's it's it, the rest of your 20s, really, and into your 30s. It's this life that we're trying to cultivate for ourselves because there is so much pressure, there is so much confusion, and you can have hopelessness and loneliness. And I think that we don't always talk about it and people can feel like no one understands when I've heard that a lot of people understand. And we're taught, like I mentioned before, we're given the structure, but we're really talked about the overwhelm of just getting getting thrown into this 
new wave of adulthood and just being like, here you go, kid, best of luck, (laughs) you know? Like this time, this period is so sacred and important and it's not everything by any means. It's not everything, but it's an important part of life and of growing up. And um, it's a very mismatch of emotions. And I think that 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 really helped me move forward in my coaching and just like my passions and my in my life. And yeah, I'm excited to explore that more the end of the year and the beginning of uh, 2023, which is craziness that it's come this so soon. So thinking about who you're here to serve and is already listening to you. And so that helped me because who is already listening to me is um, my, you, my podcast listeners, my friends. And um, it can also help like fight fear because you're going back to like purpose and what you're passionate about. And you're like, oh, I know that, that, you know, these are my people and I, this is what I'm passionate about. And this is who I love, who I care for and feel their pain and um, really want to be proactive in, in helping in some way. And so it's like you, my podcast listeners, my friends, um, people I meet day to day and interact with. And so another question is like, what makes you mad? And I think that can seem like a weird question, but I think it does link back to your calling and your purpose is what makes you mad in the world. And this is not all. I mean, of course, we realize, you know, after these past two years, there are a lot of things that can make us mad. But these are some things that kind of more, more a lighter note, you know, a little light um, surrounding the people that are my age. And so I think for one, girls and women settling in relationships and compromising values. I get on TikTok. <laughs> I get on TikTok and I'm on the side of TikTok, right? Well, part one of my sides on TikTok that I'm on is like single TikTok and talk about dating apps and dating stories, which can be entertaining, but it can also be very discouraging. And it's it can be easy to settle in relationships and compromise your values. I think another one is also um, societal norms and um, timelines and stereotypes and I feel like timelines is such a heavy topic and talked about topic in um, being in your 20s and you can feel such so burdened by timelines and maybe I need to do a podcast episode on that hey new ideas flowing Um, but yeah I think those are some of the things that make me make me mad of just thinking that we have to do these things by a certain age and I constantly try to fight that because even at 26 I'm like oh I should have done this this and this by now or I should have this this and this I I should be in a relationship by now I should be you know having this be in my prime of my career like building my career and have had you know several jobs by now that like are career are just in my career and more in like my pocket instead of, you know, bouncing around here and there. Um, and little, like little jobs, I guess I would say. And like, that's even demeaning to myself of like, you know, I put in the work, they're not little, like I put in the work, I committed to it. And so 
see, I'm still learning. And I think that's what I love about coaching is that you're always still learning and I'm not the expert in it. I'm just guiding you and getting better along the way. So that's what, there's less, there's less pressure. And so what, another question is like, what do I feel I'm equipped to speak into? Uniquely equipped to speak into, might I add. And I think um, calling and career and vision. I'm very, I love talking about vision and your dreams. And even though I haven't had, um, a longer, like, feel like I haven't had like a full career, like start to my career. I think I am good at resumes. Okay. I'm good at cover letters. And, um, I think I'm good um, sometimes at interviews, not always, because sometimes my anxiety gets in the way. I'm, I'm working on it, but I've, I've grown, so that's in alignment with my values. Mental health, that's a big part of my journey. I've gone through a lot with my mental health, and I think that, you know, my mental health journey started when I was 14. It's changed. It's changed. I think I've unlocked a new meaning to it as I am an adult now and and a new ownership on it now which can be scary and also exciting and liberating and then also the notion of feeling stuck because I have had that feeling and I think I'm working through not feeling that right now and um so I think that's what I'm uniquely equipped to speak into some of the things and some of the things um that I'm uniquely equipped to speak into and then I think we can get consumed about others doing the same things as us and being like, oh, who am I like uniquely equipped to speak into? We can be like, oh, but someone else is already doing that. Oh, someone else. But it's like, they're not us. And like, even though we may have similar ideas and passions, like, but they're not in your community. Like these celebrities are not in your community and don't have the power to change the things that you're able to and, and speaking to the people that you're able to on a day-to-day basis. And it's like, we can think about these big people, but they're not doing the day-to-day action that you can have and influence that you can have in someone's like day-to-day life and thought process and dreams. And I think that's amazing because like not everyone has the exact, exact, exact same skills, talents, and knowledge that we all have and I think we all need each other to show up and and do the things that are on our hearts and are in our minds and we have vision for and so like I said before it helps take of course you're they're like calling into account like about who you your vision and your talents and your skills but it's also taking yourself out and not obsessing over like over what you can't do or what you're stuck in and, and seeing the bigger picture and um, seeing how you play into it in a healthy and uh, full way. And so some of the questions that I would ask is, who have you impacted, connected with, or served in the past? Who makes you mad? Or what makes you mad? Who is already listening to you? And also, like, what social media accounts or books do you follow or, ha- or have read and why? I think those things can tell you a lot about, like, your passions and, like, who's on your TikTok, what Instagram accounts do you follow, like, 
who do you follow on Twitter, you know, all those things. Who do you follow? <laughs> be real. Shout out to be real. Um, and I think that that kind of has a lot of say more than you think about what you're passionate about and what you love to spend time listening to or reading. So the other step slash focus in coaching and my particular style of coaching is um, looking at your story and then you know after kind of a refreshing moment of actually you focus on other people and have seen the fruit that that brings this is where you get to see and experience like where your story fits into all of that and where you can connect um, the dots in that way and put it together and see a thread and it's like my personal story is full of moments where I love and have connected with and create space for women. And whether that is starting a nonprofit, trying to start a nonprofit when I was uh, 15 called Hope is Alive, when I started a fashion blog, when I started a short story blog called was the original Uncommon Queens, started a music blog and interviewed musicians and artists um, that's kind of always been a thread of creating space for people in some way and being creative in the process. And so I've always wanted people to feel seen and feel like they have a space to belong in and not feel like they're so weird or, um, they're so, like, so out of the box that they don't have somewhere to belong. And, and I think I'm good at encouraging people and being a safe place to land and being um, resilient. At least that's what people <laughs> have told me is that I'm resilient. And um, this kind of part of coaching is kind of seeing what you're good at and seeing where you thrive. And I think as women, we are felt like we are bragging or too much. At least I have felt like I'm too much if I feel like I can say what I'm good at and I've seen other women be like, it feels like I'm bragging or I'm harsh if I say what I'm good at and I stay my ground and what I'm good at. And I think paying attention to what people say about you, that people like that know you and that speak like truth and you feel like speak truth into you and life into you um, and pay attention to what they're saying about you can be eye-opening and you can almost flip the script on how you view yourself in a very positive way and of course be mindful of what you listen to and what you take in but I think if it's positive and encouraging to you that can really speak to like okay how does my my story or myself and what are my skills are and I can really help you move forward in a um, very action oriented way and I think we can miss things because we are so focusing on what we lack and what we're stuck in and what we're doing wrong. <laughs> me, me, guys, me. I can sometimes focus on what I don't have and not be appreciative of what I do have and what I'm doing right now and where I, I am headed towards. And even if I don't really know exactly what that is, at least I feel like I have something to ground myself in and not feel like I'm so spinning out here by myself because 
I do have things that I'm good at and I do have things that I can access. And um, I think that is like powerful when you step back and say like, oh, I do have skills. Oh, I'm not fully stuck. Oh, I do have skills. Okay. There is something for me. I, there will come a time where I, I can put these things together. Um, and I feel like we often, this time we often think about, oh, these are our strengths and we have to not think, we also have to think about our weaknesses and like feel shame around our weaknesses. And, but there may be power in our weakness and I think there is power in our weakness. And like, do I, in assessing, like maybe we don't always want to put so much full attention on them, but if you do, like, do assess, do you want, do you want to get better in this area? Like, maybe there's something that if you focus on this area, it's an opportunity to get a new project or a new hobby. Um, maybe if you focus on your weaknesses, you don't allow them to control you and they, you don't allow them to have power and have and carry like dead weight on you and I think once we assess that that again allows you to operate in more freedom allows you to operate in less um, feeling burdened and and bowed down by just this anxiety about oh but I'm not good at this this and this and then you can just walk in walk in abundance and um at the end of the day I think it's not prideful to stand in the truth of what you're created to be it's very grounding and um really walk into your strengths and I feel like that only adds to others and adds to the world and adds to your world and your community and so in saying that some questions that I would ask is like what do you think you're good at and that's hard for me to even if it takes you like five to ten minutes to think about it like there is something even if it's like three things you wrote them down or you thought of them and you're good and what do others tell you you're good at what is your story telling you what is your past telling you what is things that you've experienced telling you and what does it look like to feel free yourself from your weaknesses? And I love, I love that question. I think it's not asked enough. And like, what does it look like to not hide your weaknesses? And what is it to give them light? Not give them power, but like give them light. And um, I, I just, yeah, I think that's really, really powerful. I can't say that enough. And the next one is one that can be uncomfortable and I get uncomfortable like thinking about you know this topic but it's about fear and kind of facing that side of you and I have a lot of I think in therapy I learned that I have a lot of fear surrounding a lot of different things and in particular it's my career and it's like my finances. And, um, I think one, another one of fears, like how to best adult and that I won't be able to take care of myself is like a big fear, like financially, which is hard to say (laughs) to people. Um, and is very vulnerable for me to say, and the fear of not having like a solid romantic relationship and not getting married and the fear of not having close friendships. I knew and 
community. I have close friends, but some of them are not, a good amount of them are not in Atlanta. And just building that back up where I am is important to me. And it is a fear that it won't happen. And, but I have data to back it up that it can and has happened. Um, and then, um, this is kind of where you break that down. Like I said, I have data to say that, that it can happen. And it's like, is that how likely are my fears to come true? Are they improbable or will they likely happen? And like really being honest with myself of like, okay, what is the data actually saying? What are the facts? Like really look at myself and be honest with, is it likely to happen? And what can I pull from to say, oh, in the past, this didn't happen because of this, this, and this, and kind of really reflect and really take the time to just not always let the fear rob you of the truth and um, just allow it to just impede and stop you, to not stop you from moving forward. Like I said, I think in the past I've let fear control me. And even recently with stuff I'm trying to walk through fear, not say like, oh, I have to get past this. I have to get past this. I have to get past this. But like walk through it. No, it's going to be tension. It's going to be uncomfortable. Like you can get through it because sometimes when I feel like people say past, I feel like it like negates things that it's hard or it kind of um invalidates it because fear it a lot of fears are understandable and are valid but they're not they're not they don't have to control you or stop you and I think everyone has some fears to a certain extent and it's a universal experience to be fearful of things and um yeah, I think that I can often feel lonely, but I think a lot of people have fears to some extent. And so one of my favorite questions, and I remember as I was getting licensed, it was one of my favorite questions to ask as we practiced. And it's like, what do you miss out on if you act in fear? And what do others miss out on? And so I thought I would go into that a little bit. And okay, so what I miss out on if I let my fears control me is like miss out on living a full and free life and being present in my life and really soaking up all that is to offer in this life for me. And then I miss out on using my creative skills and talents and putting that out in the world and just like releasing myself of not holding all of my talents or creative energy in, but allowing that to permeate the world because I know we need that in life and the world is yearning for that. And so um, what others miss out on is hearing my story and connecting with it. And like I said, I think I've gone through things for a reason and they're not in vain. And I think that, as I mentioned, as 20-somethings, we need that connection and we need people telling what they're going through to feel not alone. And that goes on to my next thing of others miss out on feeling seen and heard and that's a big thing like I mentioned in the intro of this episode that's a big thing for me so if I don't 
show up, people miss out on that. And I feel like we've lost too many people to suicide for me to not show up. And that can seem very heavy, but that's a big thing that I'm passionate about. Um, And is meaningful to me is not having that my fears and my self-sabotage and get in the way of showing up because someone told me, one of my friends told me like, people like are like people are counting on you like your people are counting on you to show up and they need you to show up and not in a very pressure way but like there's people that need you to show up for yourself and they're asking you to show up for yourself even if it's not like actually asking you for like physically or verbally asking you like there's people that need what you have essentially and Um, we wouldn't want to miss out on that. And then the questions, fear can be a long and uncomfortable process, but it's a necessary process because I think that stops you from action. And that's what, um, coaching is all about is that action based, um, learning and experience and healing. And so the questions I would ask are like, what are your biggest fears what do you miss on if you act in fear? What steps can you take towards the right thing for you? The next right thing for you. It doesn't have to be big, but it can feel big for you. And whose fears, whose voices are behind those fears? So whose voices are behind those fears? Are you yourself, your friends, family, society, etc.? Like who, whose voices are behind your fears and are they true? Are they actually true? And um, what what facts do you have to back that up? So the next couple, the next two steps and processes of coaching, I'm not going to do because I feel like it would give away something that's coming up soon. And I wouldn't want to do that, but I will tell you it's more about vision casting and about actual doing and going and what are the nitty-gritty things that you can do and move through. So I won't do that for myself yet, but I will want to give you a hint. And the hint that is coming in November of this year is it will allow me to coach a number of y'all in that is the only hint that I'll give you so far, but I will tell you that my podcast listeners will be the first to know what I am launching in November, and so stay tuned. I want to honor my podcast listeners because y'all are loyal. Y'all have been through me the ups and downs of my podcast and me not posting for a while and me posting, and so I really want to honor y'all and thank y'all for following me along this this journey and this process and I'm so grateful for each of you that listen and I can't wait to tell y'all what it is and I'm just yeah just so grateful and excited for what's to come and so I hope this helps you with today tonight or tomorrow talk to you soon homies bye